WBNE. Hello and welcome to episode 128, all about Rankin and Bass's Return of the King, part two, being the 128th part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And this is part two of the, as you heard from the introduction, this is part two of the episode on Rankin and Bass's Return of the King. This week, we will be finishing out all of the coverage for the animated Tolkien films of the late 70s, early 80s. Just this wonderful journey that we've all been on for the past month. And I appreciate you coming along with me. Uh, If you haven't and you still want to, there will be links in the episode description to all of the animated movies. If you find yourself having some time as the holiday season is coming up and maybe you have some days off, you don't know what to do at that time, maybe watch one of these animated Tolkien films. Probably not Bakshi. I would not recommend Bakshi. Maybe just The Hobbit. Maybe just watch the Hobbit. Anyway, um, this week it's much more exciting because last week we were pretty much just talking about Frodo and Sam trudging through Mordor. Um, It was still a great episode though because we also talked about what a banger where there's a whip there's a way is. So make sure to go listen to that if you haven't already and then come back and listen to this episode where Pippin and Gandalf and Denethor and Skeletron? You decide. Make an appearance. And on with the show. In the crack of doom, days later, Sam Mm. is still looking for Frodo, and then all of a sudden, Gollum is there, and Sam is, like, very, you know, they're really, like, spelling it out for the kids, Um, and Sam is like, Gollum's there, and he is fighting something (laughs) that doesn't appear to be there. It's Frodo! (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the ring is visible, but Frodo isn't um and I guess it's just maybe it wasn't actually visible but it's just showing like hey this is what Gollum is about to do yeah. mm-hmm. so he bites and rips fing- uh, Frodo's finger off and that is when I think it's like at this moment we get a little bit of the Frodo of the nine yeah. fingers sure yeah and then it goes like why does he have nine yeah. fingers <laughs> this is the where answer. is his ring of doom yeah oh so it's like this old these questions like why does he have nine fingers and where is his ring is of doom ring and of if doom. anyone's watching this <laughs> I was like immediately forgotten that Frodo started off this quest with nine or started off this movie with nine fingers and you're like oh yeah there was that question um here, here's the yeah, answer that, yeah as if to be like that's how we started telling this story in the first place is Bilbo was like what happened to your finger and you know it's all been leading up well the end of the world almost one. happened and then. also can you imagine like you just asked like oh hey how did you lose that finger well, so it all started uh, about two years ago. Gandalf showed up at my house and he told me that this ring I had was, and then you just yeah. like, go all the way back through the I wonder story. he was asleep yeah. by the end of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Gollum has the ring and he's dancing around gleefully and he falls off the edge and into the lava and the ring is destroyed. And I, so reading the book, I was really... I really liked how Gollum is looking at the ring and he's like singing and dancing and he falls back over the edge, not realizing where he is because of Mm. that. And then in the movie, it's, you know, Frodo and Sam fighting and then Gollum gets knocked over the edge. And that was I mean, like, it's fine. I I personally just really liked the way that Tolkien wrote it. Um, and so I don't know. It was a little bit. It was it was kind of nice to be like, see, that's how Tolkien intended yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. 
Again, as we said at the beginning of the show, that Dave and I uh, got into Lord of the Rings via the movies first. Mm-hmm. So uh, we like we we basically grew up with that idea of this is the way the Lord of the Rings is, and then we got into the books later on. So there isn't really any part of me where I see people that have deviated from parts where they deviated from the books. For example, the elves showing up to to Helm's Deep, things like that. I know that if you are a lover of the books first and then you go and see the movies and you can say, oh, I can't believe they put elves in, in, uh, in Helm's Deep. That's such a terrible idea. And you could get really angry about that. I can understand that completely. But seeing as Dave and I had seen the movies first, we were kind of going, all uh, oh, right, in the book, do you see there actually aren't any elves in, in Helm's Deep? And that's quite interesting and that's cool. But we didn't really get angry about it at any point. And so it's the same with the way with the the way that the ring is destroyed that we just thought that, oh, well, maybe Frodo and Gollum had a little struggle on the edge and that they went in. And then later on, you read the book and you realize that it is done that way. So um, basically, we didn't have this like internal like attachment to the correct yeah. <laughs> ways that, that Tolkien had it done. So, uh, But it was cool to see that they did it that way. Although it was a bit more like Gollum just sprinted off the edge <laughs> of the cliff and uh, it just kind of charged off. But uh, it was yeah. so cool. Yeah, not as much... Um I don't know, finesse to that yeah. as, I don't know, Tolkien had written it in that way, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the, the ring is destroyed. And this is when, yeah, Sam, Sam and Frodo run out. And like I was mentioning earlier, they're like so casual about the fact that they're about to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, this is the yeah. end. Die well, Sam. Bye. Die well. Yeah. Die well, Sam. It's no use. The lava will have us. I'm glad you are with me here at the end of all things, Sam. And you with me, master. And then, of course, the eagles come and swoop them up. Um, and they are taken to Minas Tirith. So now we will rewatch. And so we, you know, moved through that part of the story pretty quickly. It it drags on. I just want to emphasize yeah. Yeah. for listeners who have not watched the movie. It drags on endlessly. Oh, my gosh. I Like, it was... I remember... Uh, I watched it two times the first time just watching it you know in general and then the second time in order to take notes and stuff for for the recording and the first time watching it I was just like are we still following Sam and for like I think it's maybe 25 minutes into the movie before you Mm. even cut away to a different story or a different character and I will admit that I watched I I watched most of this movie on like 1.5 speed because I just like couldn't. Oh, uh, that was smart. That was smart. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it it still moved at a slow pace even then. So uh. yeah, and then meanwhile, yeah, we cut away whenever it does cut away to Minas Tirith or the you know Battle of Pelennor Fields, which is a very fast paced story, and they just whoosh move through it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's nothing. Yeah. Isn't isn't the first time they show uh, Minas Tirith? Well, maybe not the very first time, but. Yeah, I think it's the first time they show Minas Tirith. They're like, here's Minas Tirith and here are the Pelennor Fields. But recently they've been taken over by orcs and then suddenly they're like bringing Mumakil and Oliphants or whatever and they're attacking Minas Tirith. So we don't get to breathe with the city at all. It's just like under siege yeah. immediately. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we're already mid-battle oh, yeah. really. It was tw- tw- 20 minutes into the movie they cut to Minas Tirith and the battle, the siege of, of uh, the Pelennor Fields had already begun after 20 mm-hmm. minutes of the movie. So I was like, what? Jesus. What a... What's going on? Uh, is the battle going to finish pretty soon, or you know, it just—it was really quite strange that decision. But again, you know, there was 
it was not the only strange decision. Mm. So um, yeah. yeah. And speaking of strange decisions, right off the bat, they show Denethor and he's going crazy. And it explains that he has ordered his own execution. And Pippin is there and he's like, we can't let him do this. And someone's like, he's the <laughs> steward or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Pippin goes, I'll go find Gandalf. And then there's some narration from Gandalf that says, the hobbit Pippin, who had proven a most, who had proved a most valuable assistant for me, which I find so funny because, you know, in Peter Jackson's <laughs> version of, of Lord of the Rings and the books as well, I don't think Gandalf would ever say that Pippin had proved a valuable assistant no. to him. <laughs> mm, the fool of a took. Yeah. Um, and it also kind of implies, and they also th- like they also say, and Mary had been dispatched to Rohan to get them to come. So there's kind of like this implication of like splitting up Mary and Pippin was a very strategic decision, and they were there to you know be I guess like pseudo leaders and yeah. generals or whatever. Whereas you know the real story is that Pippin looked into the Palantir and they had to split up yeah. <laughs> against their wishes, and it was not you know intentional at all. I mean, I mean, they were like that's all useless information we don't need to put that into the into the movie yeah <laughs> like yeah there was just so little there was absolutely i was gonna say there was very little there was there was zero character development for people like mary and pippin and so in the scene where we're going to come to when when theoden dies and then uh mary is distraught and enraged you're like, what? And yeah. you're like what? you're like and everybody else is pure quiet and uh, like chill and mary's just like why and he's cursing vengeance and whatever and you're kind of going why is why is he angry about this yeah. situation? Because you're like you child? don't know their relationship at all. Yeah, and kind of, you've no idea what's going on. So, yeah, uh, that was that, that was again one of the, one of the things that really took a hit from all of our screen time with Frodo and Sam. We just got no other character development, and same with like Eowyn showing up, and it's like, who is she? Why is this important? And just things like that. So, yeah, a lot yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Gandalf and Pippin go to Denethor and there's no Boromir, there's no Faramir and they've really, really downplayed Denethor's part of the story because like, I don't, you know, saying I have a favorite son, but he's dead and my least favorite son is dying, but he's still alive, mm-hmm. but I've gone crazy. So I'm going to set myself on fire along with my son who I think is dead, but he's actually alive. That's pretty dark, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> For kids mm. so they've really downplayed it they got rid of Faramir got rid of Boromir and just showed Denethor looking into the Palantir and um which Gandalf explains as more of like um um a fortune teller thing crystal ball yeah. uh yeah, rather than like a dark communication device that Sauron is using to manipulate Denethor mm. um and so it shows the future of these black ships coming in and Gandalf is like, it's never wrong. It's never wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a couple of things that Gandalf said, like Gandalf said that he's like, Pippin asked him, "Is are those things ever wrong? And yeah. Gandalf's like, do they ever no, lie? Never wrong. And then, <laughs> and then also there's, a, there's twice, I think, that Gandalf like says, I, Gandalf, is without hope and I, I'm completely hopeless and all this. And it's like so contrary to like Gandalf saying like, there is always hope. And yeah, like that, where, and I was yeah, like, this is, Gandalf is very despairing. Mm, yeah, because yeah. yeah, like you said, there's one point where Pippin's like, "Is there any hope left?" And um, <laughs> this is where I think we get in Peter Jackson's. We get like a very, we get several beautiful moments between Pippin yeah. and Gandalf talking about like hope or whatever, and you know all this stuff. And and then here Gandalf is like, "No hope. No, no we're yeah. all gonna die." <laughs> 
no hope. The crystal ball is never yeah. wrong. And that's, that's, uh, that's I think uh, yeah. he refers to it as a wizard's tool or, or something like that as well. He's, I think he calls it the stuff of wizards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here, the stuff of wizards. And you're like, mm, was that? Well, do you have one, no, Gandalf? But I mean, <laughs> does Radagast have one? That's, does any wizard yeah, we again, worry it's about something that, that they provide no further context about like what this thing yeah, is. Yeah. They're just like, eh, whatever. It shows the future <laughs> and it's never wrong. <laughs> exactly. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. And so then uh, it, it cuts to, and then it's like, <laughs> get, Denethor's just going crazy or whatever and then there's just um, it's like a freeze frame of his face and then uh, some like flames mm. show up and you hear like the crackling of fire and the narration from Gandalf like mm. a second later goes and so passed Denethor son of sure. Achillion <laughs> it is time for all to depart this life who would not be slaves servants come hither So passes Denethor, son of Ichthel. <laughs> Which is just so I love that. Funny. I'm like, wait, is he not coming back? Where where did he go? <laughs> Mommy? Yeah, and like also at this point, if you if you're like not gonna show the uh, I guess the only point of having this part of the story in the movie was to show like the Palantir showing the black ships coming. Yeah. Um that was like, kinda cool. What Denethor does and you know, he's not like, if you were to take this part of the story out, it doesn't affect anything else that happens in this story, you know? That's actually mm. true. Like, we could, like, they didn't need to, for for so much of the other stuff that got cut or, um, you know, character development was lost and other parts of the story were lost or rushed or certain characters weren't even written into the story at mm. all, you Again, know? But they all of that Denethor in... time. Yeah, all of that Denethor time could have been Legolas and Gimli. Yeah. You know, and I mean, yeah, it, it, if that's all they wanted to do was show the, the, the black sails, what what does he call it? The Devil's Armada. They could have just... The Devil's Armada? They could have just had some <laughs> exposition by Gandalf uh, explaining what's happening and then they could have cut to the black sails. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're right, yeah. actually. I didn't really think about that, but Denethor is useless in this storyline with, with no, yeah, with no Faramir. Him, yeah, because we don't, if we don't have Boromir and we don't have Faramir, then we don't need this context of yeah. like who their dad was, you know? So yeah, Just some cackling <laughs> yeah. old witch with a unibrow. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, we're going to get to a cackling old witch oh, as well yeah. in a little while. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, so yeah, like we've said, there's no Legolas, there's no Gimli, there's barely any Aragorn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Gan- yeah, Gandalf and Pippin are talking about like what to do, and Gandalf is like, "There's no hope." And then they see the Witch King come in, and he like bursts down the doors, and Denethor or uh, Gandalf is like, "All right, let's go down and meet him." Um, and he bursts in. I kind of I liked the way that the ring wraiths and the Witch King were designed in this. I thought they looked cool and different. The um, the ring wraiths or riders are they're all flying around on like black pegasuses yeah. <laughs> pegasuses <laughs> pegasi. Instead, yeah pegasi <laughs> um yeah, that was and weird. they have uh they're all like skeletons but then they have like gray hair that's always like flowing in the wind and so i thought that was cool they are quite menacing yeah. to be fair uh the witch king has he like takes his i don't know hood off or helmet off at one point and he's just this he has no f- head or face or anything. It's just these two glowing orbs. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a little crown. And, and his crown. voice 
is so uh <laughs> it's like a robot. Don't you know the prophecy? And it's like, what? <laughs> what kind of voice is that? Yeah, uh, I, I think I described it earlier as like a 1950s radio DJ, but yeah. like on acid or something. And it's just so weird. It's so cackly and... and it's so like, different from anything else that they do in, in the movie that like it really stands out. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Like when, when you brought up <laughs> Gladiol's file earlier where they had that kind of weird spaceshipy sound of the... Dee, 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 it's kind of along those yeah. lines where... Maybe they just had some kind of space effects. Cool sound effect or yeah. whatever that they mm. wanted to use and they're like, with the let's voice. Let's just like cool. muffle yeah. his voice a little bit. <laughs> well, at the time, it probably was super cool, Maybe. you know? Yeah. Before, they were like, we got all these sound effects. Let's lo- let's use yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, it aged really well. <laughs> Before he took off his hood, he actually had a kind of a cooler voice. You couldn't understand anything he said, but it, when he was ordering Grand to smash down the door, he had his hood up and he was kind of like, I don't know what he was saying but then it was as soon as he took down his hood he was just not intimidating at all mm-hmm. yeah. it's very it's very cartoony for sure yeah. hmm. um, and so Gandalf is fighting him and then of course that's when Rohan shows up hmm. um, and they charge into battle um, and a little further into the battle there's one point where this is the vaguest death I've ever oh witnessed goodness. in my life it just so, so all of a sudden there's like a darkness that comes across the sky and the sun is hidden and it just says this is it's Theoden on his horse and his horse starts going crazy and it just says the, the narration says like a darkness came upon Theoden and then he falls off his horse and he's dead yeah that was incredible. I was waiting for was something incredible. to happen like I, I couldn't believe he actually died in that moment I thought he was going to someone was going to come down and actually back stab up him or yeah yeah <laughs> I was, I was trying to remember, were, were all the other horses a little bit nervous or was it only Danthor's horse? I think, was, I, think all, yeah, was, I think the others were just like chill in the back of there. Sorry, I said Danthor. Theoden, yeah, Theoden's horse was kind of like, you know, neighing and yeah. and all the hor- all the other horses were just like, oh, it's fine, don't worry about it. And then uh, yeah. he just off. And so it was really, I don't, so I don't know if it was like this supposed darkness that killed him or if it was the darkness that came upon his horse and then his horse bucked him off and the fall from the horse is what killed him, you mm. know. It, yeah. It's so vague. That fall didn't even look <laughs> It's that a bad. noble death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a no- yeah, super it's a death, noble. <laughs> d- death worthy for a king. Yeah. Oh my How gosh. Um, and then, uh, like you mentioned earlier, this is where Mary loses his mind. Um, mm. Oh, also, I do want to point out, you know, there are obviously lots of differences from the book. Um, and instead of, you know, Mary and Pippin being separated the whole time and experiencing these traumatic events by themselves, they're happily reunited together, safe and sound on the battlefield. <laughs> and yeah, this is when Mary is like, my king, no, I yeah. will avenge you, or whatever. <laughs> Hear me! Hear me, oh darkness! I will avenge my lord! It's so... Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you, if you weren't told... If we hadn't seen Peter Jackson's movies or read the books as well, you wouldn't even know the, the two guys from the start, Mary and Pippin, are these two guys that show up later with uh, Theoden and, and Gandalf. Like, he just... I don't know, they're in a d- different costume and 
there's too much going on that it wouldn't relate yeah and like their um personalities too are very different you know obviously like here they're in battle and so and earlier they're just sitting around waiting to eat cake Mm. um but like their personalities are very different where uh you know when we first see them they're enjoying themselves and joking around or whatever and then now they're you know mary's screaming (laughs) about you know vengeance (laughs) (laughs) i will avenge thee Yeah. yeah Um, and so then the witch king swoops back down and a a soldier steps up and then he's like, uh, the witch king is like, haven't you heard the prophecy? No man can, he says, hinder me rather than Ah, kill me. Um, noting that just because again, it was probably a change that they made just for the sake of making this a kid-friendly, less violent version of the story. Yeah, let's use a word that children won't know what it means. Um, Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they probably have no clue what (laughs) hinder means. means. They could have just said stop. I guess I don't know. You know, if they're trying to avoid the word kill. Yeah, they're like, I've I've a hinder a hinder cream egg or one of those things (laughs) where you get a hinder surprise, A, a hinder egg. Yeah. Um, even more confusing for children in the U.S. who were not allowed. Uh, Kinder eggs are banned in the I've U.S. because yeah. of um, yeah, the swallowing the toys, the, like toys and yeah, the toys inside ah. are like a hazard, a choking hazard, and so they're banned in the U.S. How long yeah. has that been? And there was one time, um, uh, I was traveling in Europe, and my friend was going to bring back some candy for her sister, and she got some kinder eggs and some you know other candies in the kinder world and then all of a sudden she got really nervous about like whether or not the candy that she got was or the eggs that she got were the kind that are allowed okay. and then she's like let me just like i don't know double check and we looked it up and it's like a fifteen thousand dollar fine what? per egg oh my God. <laughs> that you what? bring into the u.s would they not just like take them off you in the airport and say sorry this can't go through like if you're trying to bring in you know, i mean i'm sure that's like what would happen i don't know and so like it would have been fine per egg i love that maybe that's only if you're like a kinder egg smuggler and you've you're coming through with like stashes of kinder eggs to sell on to like yeah because you you can get a kinder egg easter egg which is huge it's like this size and you can get loads of little mini eggs inside it so that's a half million fine yeah So yeah, that would have been super confusing for u.s children anyway yeah um so then this soldier rips off their helmet and says, I am no man. And I was very pleasantly surprised with Eowyn's reveal because her hair flows like so gloriously from her helmet and like the wind Mm, is blowing. Um, And like the way that she's portrayed fighting the Witch King, she's like a really cool warrior. Whereas um, in Peter Jackson's version of this battle, she's just kind of like stumbling around and like flinging her sword around and doesn't really seem to be a very um practiced or experienced soldier um and then here she's you know really really cool i think she's really strong and yeah again she's another one of the like the the shining lights of this movie that she's so brave and again even i think they probably spent more time on her animation because it's really well done as you said her hair is flowing and those types of things but um I don't know if I would say that Peter Jackson's version of Eowyn is like like as if she's not a very well-trained warrior or anything like that because obviously you need to remember that like facing the Witch King is obviously something yeah. just completely terrifying so any warrior she was the only one brave enough to actually step forward in that situation mm-hmm, as well right so um yeah I mean I'm sure Aragorn if he had to face off with the Witch King he might have been 
uh, stumbling around the place a little bit as well. But uh, but yeah, yeah I think I think she she was really good in this. But one of the annoying things was that again, there's no tension. There's no uh, oh, I don't want her to die because you've literally found out who yeah, she was a half she... a second. Before. Yeah, and Mary is the one who like provides that exposition. you know exposition for yeah. us because he's yeah. like, it's Eowyn Theoden's yeah. niece. She <laughs> exactly, wanted to yeah. fight with us, so she hid as a soldier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's Theoden? Exactly. That guy that just <laughs> yeah, fell off the horse again? and oh, died. Oh, that yeah. guy who <laughs> and soul passes Theoden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so then Mary again goes into like vengeance mode and is like, for my king. And he uh. jumps into the fight and stabs the witch king in the back. Again, you don't really like see it impale him. You just kind of like see him like swipe, slash the sword forward. Yeah. And then uh, Eowyn goes in for the the killing blow and he falls down and then like his body like disappears and the clothes like sink down into the ground and they're like, it's empty. Like a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that was cool. Um, And then Eowyn said, and then Eowyn has like tears running down her face and she, I think she said, uncle, I have avenged thee. But it wasn't the witch king that killed her uncle. I know. It was was his. His horse that it just booked him off. Like, you should kill the it horse. It was the horse in vague darkness. Yeah. yeah. That was <laughs> That the was what thing. was really odd is that, yeah, it wasn't the witch king that killed him. And Mary and Eowyn are, are both like, we will avenge you. Yeah. yeah. And- <laughs> they should. We're going to make all horses safer from now on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> then uh, the orcs start fleeing and they jump into the river and... Uh, this is where we get some narration from Gandalf being like, and then the tides turned, and then they saw the black ship coming, and then they turned again, yeah. and then the ships mm. were actually for us, and then the tides turned again. There was a lot of over yeah. and back, yeah. There was yeah. a lot of yeah. there was a lot of hur- hurrah for the men, and then they go over, and the orcs were like getting uh, getting the upper hand, of, and they kept using that exact same still of the 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 army men, and they just kept changing, like flipping it around and changing the color for like different parts of the movie. Do you remember that uh, where they had like just the image of all the men? Yeah, like, oh, che- yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And uh, they, we, we saw that so many times of like, here come the ships, but it's Aragorn. Ha-ha! And then uh, yeah, yeah, it was really uh, pendulum swinging. That Lots scene of back there. and forth. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, the black ship come in, and then we see the flags on the ship slowly change to like Gondor flags, and it's Aragorn. There's like no explanation about like army of the dead or you know why does aragorn have these black ships how did he get them um what's happening who is aragorn yeah so um also i should mention the way that like the quest of the ring is explained in the very beginning is gandalf shows up to frodo's house and is like um, there's a king named Aragorn and in order for him to become the king of Gondor, you need to destroy the ring. That's kind of like the implicate, the main implication of why they are going to destroy this ring rather than like Sauron is going to get the ring and it needs to be destroyed because it's evil. It's almost more implied of Aragorn. You have to fulfill this prophecy and Aragorn has to be king by you destroying this ring. That's really all we know about Aragorn at this point in the movie. It's like an hour, 15 minutes in, and Aragorn is just now showing up. Again, no Legolas, no Gimli, just him. And he's, this movie is called Return of the King, and we barely see him. (laughs) I know. Yes. It was, again, like, they should should have made two movies. If they wanted to do Frodo and Sam's story, 
they should have done that and not called it Return of the King. Or if they wanted to do Return of the King, leave out Frodo and Sam. And yeah, maybe what Johnny said earlier, just have like a little bit of narration of the hobbits are, you know, hopefully they're still alive and just like base the movie yeah. on Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli. Yeah. <laughs> but they still could have done it. They just wasted so much time on songs that were unnecessary. Yeah. And, Repeating you know, all Sam and just, Frodo scenes over and over again. Falling yeah. asleep. Like, I mean... Even in that period of time, I think there's you could have had short little scenes introducing some characters like Theoden and Eowyn before they actually just show up and die, and yeah. saying, "Oh, so by like and 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 like talk about why Mary was connected to Theoden and uh, things like that, and his his relationship with Eowyn." There's definitely they could have put in a couple of little small scenes explaining those things. I don't think it was an impossibility. I think it was just maybe some bad choices. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I think there are lots of choices made, for sure. <laughs> um, and so Aragorn shows up with the black ships, and then the battle is just over. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I didn't see Aragorn kill one no. orc. I know, yeah. Vigo would be not impressed at all. I know, I know. Yeah. We don't. This is like one of the coolest Aragorn moments in the movies, of him jumping off the ship, and he's like sauntering yeah. into the battlefield, mm. and then the the ghost army like appears behind him. And I love how like... He's just got None his new happens. sword. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to dirty this sword up with lots of orc blood. And like, they don't need to kill anyone because they have so many undead, like, you know, um, ghosts that can just like wipe anyone out. But Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli are like, I want to kill as many people as I can. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, of course, that's when Legolas and Gimli are doing their little contest yeah. and, you know. Which is great. Uh, yeah, I love it. Too. Which would have been a great thing to, you know, include in a kid's movie because that's yeah. like the comedic relief of of peter jackson's trilogy yeah. so mm. we don't we don't he get that stopped here, one sadly. he stopped two he hindered three <laughs> <laughs> um and so then the next time we see them they're like in a tent strategizing about what to do next mm. um and this is when we first hear aragorn speak like i said it's more than an hour 15 into the movie and there's only like 20 minutes left yeah. <laughs> um and aragorn's mm. like we're gonna go up here and fight them you know, up here uh, on the north of Mordor. Um, and so they go up and fight. And then we do get like another kind of cool song uh, in the background. It's like, retreat, retreat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. Um, I don't even remember any more eh, of the tune or the words other than retreat, retreat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I did like that they showed the map and they said like, okay, we can't really attack them here through the mountains at the, mm -hmm. at the West Point. We need to go up north up to wherever. I liked that, that you could kind of get an idea of the reference of the map yeah. in that situation as well. So yeah, that was like, cool. yeah, where they were, where Mordor is. And exactly, then obviously yeah. that was, you could see on the map then as well that it was going to be like a four or five day journey. journey and that's obviously why... We, we, we flash back to Sam and Frodo and they're like, meanwhile, Sam's been looking for Frodo for days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was weird because they, I think, didn't Frodo get his, or no, Frodo put on the ring before uh, Theoden died. Yeah. Or, um, let's see, I'm trying to remember exactly it, like it, what It was the, a long time before yeah. the, 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 the battle. Yeah, anyways. I think he puts the ring on and disappears and then it's like, oh no. And then we like, you know, cut to commercial. Yeah. And mm. then we come back and I think we're back with the um, Battle of Pelennor Fields and everything. Yeah, which goes on for a while. And then it gets to a point where they're like, right, we need to go to the Black Gate, which will take us like a week to get there. A few yeah, days. Yeah. Mad. And then, yeah, Gandalf is like, meanwhile, I didn't know it. But back in, you know, in the cracks <laughs> of doom, the hobbits were, you know, and it's like. 
days. Days passed. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> I know, that was shocking. Yeah. So they get to the black gates, or I say black gates. They don't look like black gates, but whatever. Um, and uh, <laughs> then the mouth of Sauron comes out. And, you know, in the movie and in the book, too, it's just described as this, like, really kind of horrid looking creature. And here it's just like a normal guy. Yeah, it's just, a man. <laughs> yeah. just some dude with a hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with like a helmet on, and he has like red uh, paint like on like around his eyes under his helmet, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. Did he say something like? Was there some dialogue with him and Aragorn? Like Aragorn says, like you're you're just a man or something, and he just yeah. Like, has this, he's like, Ugh, or something. <laughs> so are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess trying to get him to be like. This is your last chance and, you know, whatever. Mm. But yeah, it's just a random guy. <laughs> and then, yeah, they go into, they they fight. And then when the ring is destroyed, you know, there's like, you know, kind of like earthquakes and Aragorn's like, well, now we're doomed. And that's, of course, when the eagles yeah. show up. <laughs> and mm. rather than, you know, in the movie, the eagles swoop in and like start defeating all of the other creatures and stuff. Yeah. But here they there's like enough eagles to pick up every single person yeah, the in whole the army, army. Of, yeah, <laughs> and fly the them back army. to Minas Tirith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got 20,000 eagles. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool when in Peter Jackson's movie, how I think we discussed it before, Johnny, as well, how the the earthquake cut off right in front of the men. But in this adaptation, they say they they have a passing line where they say something like the earth has no... What does they say? The, the earth has no bounds or it does not know good or evil or something like that. So yeah. they have to be yeah. rescued by the eagle. That was kind of cool. cool. But I like Peter Jackson's more. Yeah. <laughs> I like the magic. Yeah, it's pretty convenient <laughs> that, yeah, the earth opens up and creates a, circle. a nice, safe little circle yeah. for our good guys. And then all mm. the other bad guys fall in. Yeah. Um, which I've always wondered, well, then how did our good guys get off of that? Like Circle part of the earth little that... island <laughs> yeah. yeah i always kind of felt yeah. like the it eagles just, came it and cut got off them, I guess. right at yeah. the black gate and like the black gate kind of comes out a little bit so it's almost a circular oh, okay. motion but who knows I let, pa- I, I, I let it i let it pass yeah. i'm always like ah yeah it's okay magic <laughs> and so then back in minas tirith we are having the coronation for aragorn um and the song i believe the song they're singing is pulled from the book um but in the book so in the book if i remember correctly they're singing in elvish and when i was recording for that episode on that chapter we like looked up what the translation was and it was like we oh, cool. will praise him with praise <laughs> and cool. and so they're singing those lyrics here And if you're like, those are terrible lyrics, they were pulled directly from the oh, book. Okay, well, that was, that's <laughs> oh, a nice right. little... So they were singing it in English in this movie, but it's the direct... Yeah, battle. not yeah, not in... Yeah, it wasn't in Elvish, I guess. Uh, I mean, don't... Everyone, it's been, you know, a while since I read that part of the book, so don't <laughs> hold me to it. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, like, we looked up some translation of a song at this point, and the lyrics were like, we will praise him with great praise. <laughs> I mean, serious vocab. It does look like Jesus. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I'm not the only person who thought that. Yes. I think he he totally looks like, you know, if um, there were a, like a 
kid's version of like Bible stories. Mm. He looks exactly like Jesus. Mm. So does Aragorn. So I mean, sorry, Viggo Mortensen. So Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Except for he doesn't have uh this. I don't. Know, I think it's. I think the beard here is really what sells yeah, it. It's more kingly. It's um, a Jesus beard. Very Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. And so yeah, the king is returned and. It's it's such a minor part of the yeah. movie, considering that's what the title is. <laughs> so I'd, I'd love to know the yeah. amount of screen time he has, Aragorn. Prob- probably five probably five minutes, minutes. maybe. Yeah. And yeah. It, like, well, most of that five minutes of screen time is just him riding on his horse through through. Uh, yeah, he's not even like saying well. anything. Yeah. Or, yeah. And it's just him on his horse, and it's like children waving out the windows and people throwing yeah, flowers. The same animation. I'm whole, uh, yeah, I'm back. And uh, again, the whole time we're like, I don't even remember this guy's <laughs> name or, you know, there's nothing important about him. But again, the song that they sing when he when he arrives back is like, they say, the destruction of the ring, the return of yeah. the king or something. Mm-hmm. Along the lines of like, the wearer of the ring, the bearer are along, the same tune. Yeah, just kind of a, like, the, like, yeah, exactly. Pretty much the same tune. A lot of the tunes are very, very similar in, in all of the songs, actually. But like, when you're... Like anything to do with movies, very often people will say show, don't tell. And so in this part, it's like we've just literally seen the destruction of the ring like five seconds ago. And now we're watching the king returning into the city and you're basically telling us exactly what we're seeing. And it's just not necessary. And it's like you said a while ago uh, where Frodo put on the ring and went invisible and then he starts fighting with Gollum. And it's very kind of childishly explained, Mm -hmm. explained to death where they're saying like, Ooh, what's what's happening here? Gollum is fighting some invisible thing. What's going on? Oh, it's Frodo. And it's like, you don't need to explain that to people when they're watching it because we aren't completed yet, really. I mean, I know, as we said, maybe it's probably for a kid's movie, but even give kids the benefit of the doubt if they don't really pick up on some of those things the first time, maybe they'll watch it again. And yeah. Yeah, and if they don't, it, that's okay too. Like, cause you don't need to explain absolutely everything to them. So uh, yeah, it's just a little bit overkill as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also in the crowd is Eowyn. Like we mentioned, she's sitting on a horse next to this unnamed <laughs> dude with like dark hair. And then they like turn to each other and smile and then look away. And I was like, I guess that's Faramir. <laughs> <laughs> Faramir. Yeah. Even, but it's so funny. Like, you know, for us, that's probably like a little Easter egg thing. But for people who have no context whatsoever for anything else outside of this movie just being like who is that guy why did they smile at each other <laughs> yeah, it's complete afterthought they were like oh let's draw him into the scene just to give a little yeah. nod well maybe um since you guys were saying that they cut a lot maybe he was originally part of this movie and then that mm. was something that they cut maybe. out or maybe they ran out of budget for the voice actor yeah <laughs> yeah they realized they couldn't yeah. pay him for his lines so they couldn't it's like but we've already animated him so we'll just throw him yeah. in here we'll just have him there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah cut out any scene where his mouth yeah. is moving and people who are familiar with the story will know hey that's faramir and people who aren't mm. will just be like that it's a random a guy <laughs> I'm, They're happy. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't put like a name tag on him, just saying like Faramir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so then uh, we go back to at Bilbo's birthday party, and the minstrel is like Frodo of the Nine Fingers and the Ring of Doom, yeah. and then everyone claps and is like, "Yay! What a great story!" 
Um, and Bilbo is asleep. <laughs> Bilbo's asleep. Yeah. He's asleep. And you're kind of, and yeah, Gandalf's like, now we all know the story. And the only person who didn't know the story was, was Bilbo. Bilbo. And, he, and he was asleep. And he still is now. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, well, that was completely for nothing. Yeah. Um, and so then uh, Frodo's like, well, don't worry anymore, Bilbo. We'll go back to the Shire and you can live out the rest of your days there. And Bilbo says, oh, well, I'm not going to go to the Shire. I'm going to sail away with the elves to the Undying Lands. And Frodo's like, what? <laughs> then Gandalf is like, well, uh, Bilbo has served us well. And Frodo's like, well, have I served you well, too? And Gandalf's mm. like, duh, you destroyed the ring. Of course yeah. you can come, too. <laughs> Am I also a good boy, Gandalf? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, like, any friend. Doesn't he say any friend is welcome? And then Sam is like, no, it's El- oh, El- sorry. Elrond says Elrond. that. Elrond yeah. is like, any friend. Elrond says, like, there's always room for one more or something like that. There's always room for a friend. I think he says, friend. yeah, there's always like, room yeah. for a friend. And then immediately Sam is like, can I come? And he's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're Sam, not you're not allowed. Um, yeah, yeah, he says, like, well, Sam, your, you know, your time on Earth, your time here is, you know, you, st- you still have lots of time left. Mm. You're young in spirit and the ring has worn me down. So I'm going to go over here. You stay here. Frodo also says, like, someone has to tell our stories. I'm... Then Sam is like, well, there aren't any more rings to be destroyed and there aren't any dragons. And I'm just wondering, are there going to be, is there room for hobbits in this next age? And then Gandalf Mm. goes into, he's like, you'll notice that Frodo is bigger than Bilbo and Sam, you're bigger than Frodo and Merry and Pippin are bigger than you, Sam. And so he's kind of implying that like as uh, each next generation of hobbits are born, they're turning more and more into humans. So they're Mm. like evolving slash like grow moving towards like the race of hobbits are going extinction to be extinct. yeah yeah it's kind of sad <laughs> um and then he says uh and then he's like and one day there will be uh you know humans telling your story wondering is there any hobbit in me and then he turns to the camera and <laughs> yeah, is like, is yeah. there so it's yeah. kind of i guess implying like to the kids at home like hey you might have a little hobbit in you and you might, you know, your ancestors could have gone on adventures like Bilbo and Frodo did. Yeah. <laughs> and if you keep the book of the hobbits as Frodo asked, ages from now when your stories are still told, there'll be those humans who might well wonder, is there hobbit in me? Is there? I liked that. I liked that. I mean, when I thought back about it later, I was like, actually, that's dumb. But uh, initially, <laughs> no, it is, I was... it is dumb, but like, yeah. I mean, it's corny, but like, yeah. for a I liked it in the moment. Show. In the moment, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, yeah, like exactly like you said, some kids could be watching with their friends saying, oh, I think maybe... Maybe we know, were hobbits my, my, one my time. My ancestors, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Maybe yeah, it's I didn't. Cool. Li- yeah. It's a little. It's a little cute. It's mostly stupid. Yeah, it's mostly, <laughs> mostly stupid. Yeah. And I don't like the fact that they were asking, "Is there any room left for hobbits?" And they were like, "Well, not really, but there won't." You're gonna evolve yeah. into men. <laughs> yeah, one you're gonna day, be a so man. Don't worry about like, it. Yeah. We only care about men in this world, so it's okay. Your great, 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 great grandson will be fine. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are. <laughs> You guys are the beta prototype. Exactly. Soon in the future, you're going to be evolved fully into your final form. Yeah. And the way that like he is explaining this makes it sound like, oh, this is a good thing and a happy thing. But like, mm. it's very sad, actually, yeah. of like each generation of hobbits that are born are less like hobbits. Yeah. 
and eventually one day there are going to be no more hobbits around. And I'm like, that's such a sad, terrible thing yeah, to say. It's, it's very you know? rapidly yeah. changing if each hobbit is taller than the last. So, and yeah, noticeably yeah. as well. It's like, yeah, exactly. So then they go and watch uh, Frodo. This is when we get the last of the songs, and this is the It's So Easy Not to Try. <laughs> so easy not to try. Let the world go drifting by If you never say hello You won't have to say goodbye Again. <laughs> um, as Frodo and Gandalf and Elrond and Bilbo are on the ship sailing out of the Grey Havens, and Mary, Pippin, and Sam are watching in the distance, and Sam is crying, and they're all, you know, waving. And then uh, we we fade out, and that's yeah. the end of the yeah. movie. <laughs> woo, 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 <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Uh, yeah. To rapturous <laughs> applause, yeah. I'm sure. Oh my gosh, man. And like, it's such a shame because like I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed the Rankin and Bass version of The Hobbit. You know, obviously it was a way more simplified, like quick paced version. Yeah. But like, I thought for, you know, presenting it as like, this is a kid's version of the story and, you know, a way to introduce them to the world. Um, and then I watched the absolute nightmare that is back. She's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Can't wait. And so I was like, okay, good. I'm coming back to Rankin and Bass and it's just going to be wholesome and just a sweet story you know not, it's not going to mm. be anything that's going to blow me away but whatever <laughs> but it was just so disappointing how they just stretched Frodo and Sam's story out and they really condensed um, the other side of the story and um, yeah that I think it's safe to say Peter Jackson's Return of the King is the superior version. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> I give sure. it a solid two out of ten. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's mm. like I said before, you can't adapt that book into a movie that's only an hour and whatever length of time, an hour, 40 minutes. It's, it's not possible. Yeah, it's pretty hard. And you mm-hmm. need like two movies before knowing what's happening. To set up yeah. that story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I again, I'm gonna repeat myself. I still don't even think that the length of time, the length of time of the movie, wasn't the biggest drawback. It wasn't the biggest downfall of this movie. I think that in that length of time, they could have told a sufficiently exactly. good story if they had actually just made better decisions and not wasted so much screen time with unnecessary things and unnecessary characters. Again, too many songs. Denethor's development, which is completely unnecessary, like you said, without having known anything about Faramir. Faramir and It's just one character now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, all, all in all, I agree with Dave. It's it's not getting much higher than a two or a three out of ten. Yeah, I I think that's a fair rating for sure. Um, are mm. there any, like, miscellaneous thoughts that you guys wanted to share about the movie or something that, like, we skipped over? Uh, just the music again uh, as I said uh, as we sp- spoke about already that, that song there is a, uh, Where There's a Whip that's a you know definitely a high point for, <laughs> for, for me for sure <laughs> and even the other songs that I didn't really like initially some of them kind of just they're definitely earworms and mm-hmm. you'll find yourself like cleaning the house later on in the week humming and away. like humming the song yeah. to yourself and kind of going oh I, um, so they definitely maybe uh, did that quite well I think obviously some of the songs were just um crap but uh, yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think also I wrote it down here. I I had a sneaky quick rewatch of it today because I watched it uh, a good, I don't know, like over a week ago now. And I was kind of watching it on fast forward today. But and I noticed. Yeah. There's two titles. See, uh, sequences at the, at the start yeah. of the movie it it comes up saying like yeah. Rankin Bass the Lord of the Ring or the Return of the King and then we start the movie and then it happens again it just comes up presenting Lord of the Rings they uh, really want to make sure you yeah. know yeah. I, I totally missed <laughs> that the first actually, time there's, there's, there's more than two though there's also it comes up uh, Rankin Bass's uh, the Return of the King and then a minute later it comes up uh, another one title card a, a hobbit's tale or a hobbit story or something yeah. like that a hobbit's holiday and then about 10 minutes <laughs> and then about 10, 10 minutes later we get like a whole uh, intro credits roll with a song where all the like yeah. title c- characters come up as well so again yeah it was just really the pacing of this movie was all over the place yeah but generally speaking they were obviously trying to as we've said a few times they, they were trying to make this movie for, like you know kids friendly and stuff and Obviously, they had done The Hobbit before, so they're trying to get some of the people that had watched that movie movie before and that yeah. kind of audience. But again, like The Lord of the Rings is, you know, it's a book with adult themes on like war and politics. And it's just, it's not the episodic adventure of The Hobbit. And it's just so much more difficult to try and put into like this short movie mm-hmm. and to try and make it seem like happy-go-lucky. And uh, yeah, I think it was just a really difficult project to take on from from day one. So... Yeah, yeah this is the for result. sure, for sure. Um, one thing, uh, one last thing I want to point out is just the lyric that is just, I just laugh because it's so stupid. It's just Frodo of the Nine Fingers and the Ring of Doom. Why does he have nine fingers? Where is the Ring of Doom? <laughs> yeah. Also, just um, your rhyming Ring of Doom with Ring of Doom and yeah. just yeah. being very, you know, explicit about like, this is what this story yeah. is about is mm. why does he have nine fingers? Yeah. Where is I, the Ring of Doom? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, when I first watched the movie, uh, I, I was just making some notes. I look back through my notes and I said like, uh, that Frodo of the Nine Fingers song and my my note that I had written was just vocabulary question mark as if like <laughs> and then obviously I was probably thinking like they said the word doom so many times to rhyme with itself and uh, I think they said the cave of doom and the ring like the cave of doom and then they rhymed that with the ring of ring doom, of doom and, I was like, and yeah I was like all right yeah. and also doom is a pretty easy I think word to find other things to rhyme yeah. with, you know, mm. so they could have made it work, but yeah, it just made me laugh so much. Just why does he have yeah. nine fingers? It was like, it was, it was <laughs> Where like a is the ring of doom? <laughs> yeah. I, I also I had a question know. about the uh, Galadriel's file. I think I, I wrote it down here somewhere. Um, oh yeah. Sam asks Frodo about the file and he's like, what is this? And Frodo goes, uh, the file of Galadriel. I can say no more. If I betray the secret, its powers will die. And I was like, "Is that a thing, or did they make that up for the movie?" They probably they made that up so they wouldn't have to yeah. explain it. Maybe they should they should have said that about every. That sounds other. genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who are Legless and Gimli? I cannot yeah. mention them, or else they will die. <laughs> the, the magic would die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was a weird thing. Uh, yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, bringing that to our attention. Yeah, I, I also yeah. wanted to point out, and I said it to Johnny earlier as well, that the w- one of the coolest things about the movie for me was actually the look of Minus or Minas Tirith. Uh, just the Pelennor fields as well, before they were taken over by the orcs. I liked how they were all green and luscious and, 
you know, mm-hmm. in, in reality, they would have actually needed crops for bringing into the castle. So I just thought the look of it was mm. really cool. So props yeah. to the that. Yeah, farmland. Faramir land. Yeah, yeah and then, land. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, at Aragorn's, you know, coronation, it mentions like, and then the spring of Pelennor yeah. Fields and, mm. you know, everything looks, you know, nice yeah. and beautiful again. It so. looked lovely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you both so much for sitting here for almost two hours <laughs> and talking about this not so great version of Return of the King. Um, Thanks so much. Thanks so much for it again. As soon as we hang up, you can go watch Peter Jackson's oh, version yeah. if you would like. Um, <laughs> to cle- cleanse ourselves. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, where can people find you guys on the internet and what would you like to share with the audience? So we are Dave and Johnny, uh, aka the Melon Heads, and we host the Council of Elrond podcast, which is a Lord of the Rings slash Tolkien podcast where we talk a lot about nerdy facts and have conversations about Lord of the Rings but in a quite fun and humorous way and you can find us on Twitter at Melon underscore heads or Instagram at Melon at Melon heads official and so just remember that's two L's yes mm. two L's as, a, as in Melon yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you pronounced it correctly at the beginning of like Melon I think we're uh, used to just saying we kind of now, we, yeah. we, we yeah, just say just melon, like heads melon heads. Just yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we like we like we like the sound of it. So yeah. it's like Holds I think a lot tongue. of people don't know what melon is is about. Like so, when we just say we're the melon heads, we just think it sounds yeah. funny as well. So yeah, uh, yeah. I think that yeah, that's how it started. It was kind of like eh, if we ever do other non Lord of the Rings things, melon heads could work there too, maybe for anything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I believe when we started out, we were looking to try and like get our name on. We were trying to get an Instagram account with our name. And we were like looking up different accounts on Instagram and I found an account on Instagram just called like Melon Heads or something. And I think it's an account dedicated to just a guy <laughs> who's photoshopped melons onto people's heads in like <laughs> in like stadiums and things like that, like a stadium full of people with melon heads. And I was like, this is That fantastic. was our initial If idea. somebody tries to find us, <laughs> if, so, if someone tries to find us and they find this guy, well, you know, that's Kudos better, to that so. guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's Uh, earned it (laughs) listeners i will make sure to link all that stuff in the episode description or you can also go find the melon head guy on instagram as well that sounds really cool (laughs) i will definitely be looking that up that's what i'm talking about is a proud member of wbne you can learn more about the network by going to wbne.org where you will find all of our shows like late to the party this is an urgent message if you or a loved one have been suffering from mild hallucinations, encountering what looked like a, a horde of zombies, lack of fine motor function, there was no parking, and I pulled up on the lawn and broke a sprinkler head. The inability to sit for long periods of time. Did you just break the chair? Jordan is holding a chair arm up. Roll to sit. Oh, did not do so good. Trouble using your tools. Are you going to take another smashy smash? I sure am. 13 probably doesn't hit. Does not hit. Sorry about the dice, Scott. (laughs) Or existential crises. And I'm playing Sunny Days, a high elf cleric, a half elf cleric, a quarter elf cleric, a mostly human cleric, a mostly human, but with a smidgen of elf cleric. You may be entitled to podcasts. Ask your doctor about Late to the Party, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast for the whole family. Available every other Monday on WBNE.org or wherever podcasts are sold. The cover is by Vaishon Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishon Designs. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash pod. You can still get your Merry Christmas and a Pippin New Year merch. Warner Brothers has not kidnapped me yet, so that's always good. Um, and like I say, I think almost every week, seriously, Tee Public has sales going on all the freaking time. I get so many emails that are like, 
last chance for this sale. And then literally two days later, a new sale starts. So definitely look into those if you're interested. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Tolkien About Pod. You can find me on Twitter at MC WhatsApp and Instagram at MC Turndown for What. You can support the podcast by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash Tolkien About Pod to explore the different tiers and perks that are available. You can become a sponsor of the podcast like Alan. Alan, thank you so much for all of your continued support of the podcast. I so much appreciate it. A reminder that when you sign up to become a patron, you will receive a postcard. I have yet to write December's postcards, but I will make sure to do so this week because everything gets insane the closer we get to Christmas. So I need to make time to do that this week. So expect those in the mail. Uh, I don't know. Within the next two weeks, the U.S. Postal System is trying its hardest. As always, if you like what you're listening to, please rate and review. And now an announcement about what we are going to do next week. The time has finally come for the much requested VeggieTales parody, Lord of the Beans. There is a link in the episode description if you wish to watch it. It's about 50 minutes. I do understand. I do want to be sensitive that for a lot of people, religion, especially Christianity, can bring up a lot of difficult feelings. And I'm very sorry if you have experienced any challenges due to Christianity or religion in general. So I understand if you're just going to, you know, skip out on this. However, I do want to say that this VeggieTales parody in particular is very, very light on any Christian themes. There is like a Bible verse at the very end of the episode, but that's pretty much it. So this one is open to a much more general audience. It's very sweet, very kid-friendly, of course, and I think you will enjoy it even if you have never watched any other VeggieTales thing in your life. Well, thank you again so much for joining me. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Watch this movie because it is fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I'm talking about.